Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman Beyond podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 89, Disappearing Ink, A Touch of Curare, and Ascension, with Mark Bosco. Hi, pals. Uh, I am here for the end of the season, just like my uh, cohorts here are. I am Al. I'm Maggie. Uh, I, I'm Bob, or Mark. Uh, yes. One of those. You are Bob. No, you're Bob. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where this Mark business is. I'm sorry, Bob. <laughs> I already know a Mark, so you're Bob. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. That's come on, you must remember that's why you're Bob. Yeah. <laughs> I can only keep so many names in my head, like Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But does Maggie know that mark or a different mark? Uh that's famous Mark. Mm-hmm. His first name is famous. Yeah. Oh, right. Famous Mark. Mm. So that's a different person. It if, all you, works if, out. if you if you put some kind of adjective like uh, adjoined to the mark, mm-hmm. then uh, you could be not Bob. <laughs> Also, if if ever you one day said, "Hey, quit calling me Bob," I would do that. Yes, but, you know. <laughs> but until that day, yes, yes. I don't want this to come off as like uh, you know some long thirty year bullying <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, you mean you mean I could not be called that? Oh my god, <laughs> I had no idea. Finally, Gosh, I'm I didn't free. Want to say anything. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good no. to have you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here. Feels like it's been a yeah. while. Yeah, and uh, it hasn't actually. Oh. I was here pretty late in Superman. Oh. So, uh, oh, was I? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's you know, I've lost all sense long. of time. Why? Uh, yeah, as as have we all. <laughs> Why is something going yeah. on? <laughs> I mean, I had very little sense of time to begin with, but this has made it so well, much sure. worse. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, I I went time blind the other day, and suddenly it was noon in twenty twenty two. Well, the other thing is like <laughs> the fact that it was a holiday doesn't help either, because I always lose time around like Christmas and New Year's. So I was at work, oh, yeah. utterly baffled by like, am I do I yep. am I working tomorrow? Am I going to Canada? Where am I? What's happening? Is, oh yeah, is it and New Year's Amanda yet? Amanda and I were Amanda and I were laid out with COVID <laughs> uh-huh. for a week to ten days. Oh, so no. that, that didn't help us either. Mm-hmm. So oof, yeah. But I'm feeling much better now. I feel like Good. so many people I know have mm-hmm. like have gotten it or gotten over it in the last week. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's the God. We're all Omicronies, yeah. is what I is the delightful wordplay that I mm-hmm. developed in my fever haze. <laughs> still, anyway. still dodging it for now, despite the fact that I work a regular job and I have to ride the bus every day. Yeah, you're Oof. you're in a high risk group. I am amazed you don't have. I know. Yeah. So am I. I would just lock. Whereas I never leave my house. I, I just lock myself in my apartment. Uh huh. Your cats might carry it mm-hmm. though. That's a thing. Oh no, they've got cat yeah. vid. Or, I've got a cat yeah. right there. She's yeah. looking at me. Mm-hmm. That is what they do. She's looking at me, Ray. <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, so I, I was going to mention the reason we do uh, we're doing three episodes is because mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep the seasons uh, clean mm-hmm. because this show in particular is actually doing some season-long storytelling, mm. and I think it serves Ooh. us better to, like, uh, as as we will see in the, the final episode of this trio, mm-hmm. uh, they, they wrap up a lot of the threads mm-hmm. here and then sort of start fresh next week. Mm-hmm. So I think it makes the most sense for us to, dis- to discuss this stuff that way rather than next week kind of talking about, you know, the end of one arc and the beginning of the next one. So Okay. Well, I know. feel privileged to be here for an extra episode. Mm-hmm. Well, just more work, Yeah, but I'm glad you're here. 
That means Maggie and I don't have to split a third summary between us. Yep, so that's we good. appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. And speak, <laughs> speaking of summaries, why don't you tell us, Bob, about Disappearing Ink? Ink. I will do that. Well, first off, I'm going to do a little dance, just like Dana does in the main titles, because that intro animation is super cool. <laughs> no, right? Anyway. <clears throat> uh, so, we open in some sort of cryo facility where, I guess, supervillains that can be defeated by freezing them are incarcerated. Though I guess that would be all of them, except maybe Magma <laughs> from a few episodes back. Uh, Ink is here. Frozen in a block of ice, except I guess at some point they thought her out just enough so she could flow back together into one piece instead of shattered into a million pieces like we left her in the last episode. <laughs> uh, anyway, some guy named Aaron comes in and starts complaining that he didn't get the raise he just asked for, but his boss calls him back. Surely that's a good thing, and not because they just saw you kiss the frozen undead liquid assassin for luck. No, wait, it is because of that. Did you stop to think that maybe kissing the inmates in this facility wasn't the best of ideas, Aaron, and might we well be against the rules for a good reason? No, of course you didn't, you dullard. <laughs> anyway, you're fired, and we're going to trust you not to crawl up to the roof and cut the power to Ink's coolant system, okay? They should not have trusted him. <laughs> anyway, Ink escapes and says, and I quote, Party time, and breaks Batman's freeze ray gun and slithers into the storm drain to get to Aaron's shitty apartment, where she reveals that, oh yes, she was completely awake and aware the whole time that she was frozen in the facility, and oh yes, she heard and saw everything that nitwit Aaron said. She's plenty annoyed with him, but promises him a reward if he does good, and further suggests that they can find something to do together to pass the time until she can fix her broken DNA, waggles her liquidy eyebrows at him, and turns on the TV. <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't told you about her broken DNA yet. Uh, Bruce figured out she has broken DNA, which is why <laughs> she can't take her original human form, and furthermore is obviously why she hasn't come to ooze into the Batcave. And thus why Terry's industrial caulking of the entire bed cave is completely unnecessary. Silly Terry. <clears throat> Bruce makes Terry a list of all the labs around town that do DNA unscrambling. And what do you know? At Fulton Labs, Inc. and Aaron are breaking in to get chemicals that do exactly that. Batman shows up and has a heck of a chase scene with Ink morphing into some wild, spidery, snaky forms as they dash around the industrial pipes and whatnot, culminating in Ink trying to smother Batman with herself in a pretty disturbing sequence. Batman gets away, only to have Aaron smack him around with a giant industrial robot claw, incapacitating him. <coughs> Is that COVID? <laughs> mm -hmm. Ink decides not to kill Batman on the spot, but to use him as a bait to lure out the older, more reclusive Batman. While they wait for Bruce, Ink gives herself the chemical cocktail she's been working on so she can resume her true human form, and injects Aaron too, so he can be all slithery, just like her. Well, no, not just like her, for when Bruce gets there, the first thing he sees is gooey Aaron, only half-dosed with Ink's serum, not really able to hold his true human form, but not really able to morph into anything else either. Just a horrifying, gooey, melted human. This show is for kids, huh? Mm -hmm. Batman steps into the hallway to greet Bruce, but what's this? Terry was never so gooey before. This must be Ink. Bruce activates his heart-problem-inducing bat exosuit that we foreshadowed at the beginning of the episode under his trench coat and hulks out, becoming Mecha-Batman. 
Two Batman in one episode. What luxury. <laughs> Mecha Batman and Ink duke it out for a bit, but it's sideshow horror Aaron the Incredible Melting Man who pulls Ink's <laughs> attention away from Bruce, whose ticker doesn't seem to be doing so well now. Ink gets the upper hand and comes back to stab Bruce with her very stabby appendage, but Terry is able to break the glass ceiling, letting the rain in and dissolving Ink into the sewer drain where she'll be no trouble at all. <laughs> uh, I just want to go right into my <laughs> kids love Batman uh-huh. thing here. Do you? Aaron was definitely doing more than smooching that ice. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> like, we all know that. They were talking around it. Uh-huh. Oh, but I saw the everything. The boss very pointedly <laughs> says, we know what you're getting up to in there. and <laughs> Get help. You're like, fired. That, that's not just a kiss, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. That's inappropriate. He shouldn't do it, but that's not like the way he's talking to him. There's more going yeah. on. <laughs> or, or as I typed out on Twitter and I knew it wouldn't translate to the show, he's jerking it with a Q to ink. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. But good episode. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy ink. Continue to enjoy ink. It was a good episode, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Bob, as you point out in your summary, there's always great animation with her. Mm-hmm. Like, like her shape shifting is a very different than like Clayface's was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, I thought she's... that was actually my good thing for her was like oh. just the 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 way she was animated during that first fight with Terry, like getting all the like you know getting into it like a spider form mm-hmm. and then and kind of yeah. like separating and then recombining to fly around the pipes and it's, yeah, they oh, uh, that's really they... cool they do some real cool stuff with that character. Yeah. You know, it's not just like I've made my arm sharp so I can stab you way over there. No. And the thing is we, we praised all this last time, but they seem to have like mm-hmm. tried to escalate that a bit, which is yeah. always, if you have someone with a trick, you don't just, okay, we've got that animation in the can mm-hmm. we can coast now. Like, no, you, you just come up with something new. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they did. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Very much. Enjoyed I that. also really love like, uh, the creep guy just be just being like, I, I'm super. This is my exact kink, so like this works out really <laughs> well for me. And her going, it really doesn't. No, but she also is not afraid to use that mm-hmm. to her advantage. Yeah, like she's in control 100 yeah. percent of the time, but she's still like, look, I need some more to lay low. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I could stay in your loser apartment until uh, mm-hmm. yeah, until I'm safe. Yeah, so. go steal for me, and if you're lucky, I'll stretch my neck out real wrong. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, I thought I I kind of like liked when they got to the point where she finally got her human form back. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh wow, you're really pretty. But then they didn't really go much further than that. It yeah, was just like, he doesn't. I'm I'm not my. I don't want my reward to be like you know some relationship with you. Mm-hmm. I just want to be gooey too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, oh, you're really pretty. That's not what I was into originally, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're really I, pretty. Um... That's a shame. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to be I more also... gooey. Mm-hmm. We we pointed this out the first time she appeared, though. I don't think... Like, it's good for her to take her human form. Like, it's it's useful to her in some ways, but mm-hmm. I still don't think it's her preferred. No, absolutely like... not. Right. It's like... like, yeah, if she wants to go, say, fence something she stole, it's good to mm-hmm. be able to take human form, but I don't think she particularly cares to be human 90% of the time. Or, you know, like, mm. go to a movie. Yeah. So I, I, she just needs to make an eye, really. Yeah, basically. I'll just hang, I'll just hang <laughs> from the ceiling. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. <laughs> it's like love, Gypsy. Love not. Yeah. 
Actually, they have they have uh, renamed that robot oh. to be uh, a less offensive word. It is GPC now. Oh, which still sounds like that. Apologies. Oh, that's, uh, that's cool. Oh, no, no. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have very little interest in what MST is getting up to these days, mm-hmm. but I did like seeing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's been an issue for like a long, long time. Yeah, and it's one of those a lot of people don't know yeah. about it. Yeah, and you know, I, but it was cool of them to still mm-hmm. like the character. That sounds like. The character we know, yeah. but it's not that word anymore, so that's cool. Morning, Mike. Um, <laughs> bite me. <laughs> uh, but speaking of like the um, the the blobby animation and all that, Maggie, this is, uh, ties into your good. Oh yeah, uh, the dude turning into a horrible blob monster at the end is some exquisite fucking body horror. Mm. Chef kisses all around. <laughs> Loved it. Mm. Yep. I j- well, that's more that's more escalation of the of the ink bit. It's like, okay, what if someone else had it, but it went wrong. Well, and I love that she's been stringing this dude along who she clearly does not care for because he's a creep. Mm-hmm. It's yep. just like, oh, I want to be just like you. Oh, do you? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, give me one of them uh give me one of them hypodermics there. I can make mm-hmm. that happen. Now mm-hmm. fix it so you get that way. Yep. <laughs> uh that dude, by the way, voiced by William H. Mm-hmm. Macy who is oh, yeah. an excellent choice for like a like a, a sad sack yep. trying to like get some dignity mm-hmm. like that's sort of where he uh like uh, made his uh made his name in Hollywood mm-hmm. and uh, got the good, good here voice yep. yeah yeah oh come on i don't want but he also did some i want to point that out cuz he did some really good voice acting when he does go all blind oh, yeah. it's like my my body <laughs> <laughs> good job man uh, uh, let's see. Well, my good thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've said it before, but good fan service works on me. And the Batman theme swelling up when Bruce like reveals that he's wearing Chekhov's uh, robot mm-hmm. suit. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> oh, because we yeah. we got the cool you know pulse pounding industrial music, which I've I've said many times I love mm-hmm. on this show. Mm-hmm. But suddenly we're back in like 1992, and it's fucking like it's Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so good. it's really good. I love it. Yep. Caught me off guard in, in, a, in a good way mm-hmm. where you get those little tingles where you're like, oh, yeah, Batman. Yeah, kick his oh, ass. Wait, I've been oh. watching Batman the whole time, dummy. <laughs> All you do is watch Batman. <laughs> yeah, but this is old Batman. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I agree. I, that was a great moment. I, yep. I actually do yep. really do the like the music on this series it's in general. It's very good. Yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. No, I, a um, couple of years ago, was trying to, like, uh, industrial is one of those kind of music, one of those kind of genres of music that I always feel like I, I should know more about so I kind of did a deep dive mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm such a damn poser like this music is still among my favorite <laughs> industry like, no, not not so much ministry or you know like uh, you know the like all those like uh, actual hardcore mm-hmm. but, no I like this from this cartoon yeah. mm-hmm. oh you're like into industrial music what do you what do you like well you know Batman Beyond uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. No, not yeah. the part where things are sad and it goes really <laughs> Ah, a tragic meatly mow. No, thank you. Meatly mow. Uh, no, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> uh, I feel like we were all kind of struggling for some bad things here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bob, what do you got? Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I I touched on a few things during my summary, but I uh, I didn't. You know, they they weren't like really. They were more comic complaints than than real complaints. Mm. Um, so yeah. I was I was gonna make a uh, well actually uh, complaint about uh, 
Aaron saying that, you know, she crawled through the storm drain to get to his apartment, and also she was frozen in a block of ice that melted, presumably resulting in water, but apparently she can't touch water at all, or she dissolves. <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of confused about how her no, whole morphing been, thing works. But... Fairly, they've been fairly inconsistent with that. Mm-hmm. You're good to point it out. Like, her in her last appearance as well like does water just straight up wreck her or is it just kind of bad like i'm not right because it looked like at the end of the episode she was just dissolving and like really you know (laughs) pouring into yeah they went straight up uh wicked witch in the in the Mm -hmm. wizard of oz there yeah um but uh, like that's a super minor thing and something i wouldn't normally complain about but I, I mean, I'm, I try I not know. to keep harping on this because I've brought it up so many times, but like, there was a run of Superman episodes where every single guy got stopped with a hose mm-hmm. or redirecting a, a river or some kind of water <laughs> thing. <laughs> That's the only time that would actually help. <laughs> yeah. And, well, I mean, that was in one of the, I think the radio version. It can change the course of mighty rivers. Okay, but when does that ever come up? Not like, a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> yeah. All the time. But so I'm, I've become a little like uh, water again. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they they have they did establish it. But yeah, like you say, it's a little inconsistent mm. as far as like when it when it bothers her. So I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad making that complaint because it's not. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to complain about weird little inconsistency things. It's just. Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, please go ahead. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> well, Terry tries to protect the Batcave with something called industrial bealant. <laughs> which you know, I hope somebody got fired for that one. <laughs> I can only assume it's some kind of a knockoff industrial sealant he bought from a purveyor of magic beans. You traded the bat cow for what? <laughs> <laughs> Damien got me that bat cow. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, it was it was hard to find a, a bad thing because this is a very mm-hmm. good episode. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there was a, a a little animation flub that made me laugh. There, there was like a like a buzzer at the door or uh or something, and it was just like, and the the same number was repeated multiple times down the mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, only because we were on this this shot for like five or six seconds. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I noticed. Honestly, because this like these shows are so just excellent, like there's so much attention to detail. Yeah. It's it's so much easier to notice the tiniest of mistakes that, like, other cartoons wish that was the worst thing that yeah, happened. Yeah, seriously. Like, but... No, you, you know, spelled you're... sealant wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I saw an entire Transformers episode where everyone was the wrong color and somebody's head was missing. <laughs> you're lucky. That's barely an exaggeration. <laughs> uh, Maggie, what do you, you actually had kind of a legit... Uh, yeah, you, I didn't care for the... I. I, I didn't care for the ending, which is just that the dude, now a horrible blob monster, is in a box and is irritated by a lady who comes in to give him, to mash up his food for him. It's just mm-hmm. like... Uh, and the joke... Yeah, it, they're going for the ironic... Yeah, and, like, and the joke yeah. is that she's like, she's just yacking about her day to him or whatever, and he's not doing anything. Just well, like he did. Uh, it's just yeah. like, oh, this is dumb. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, they did... Uh, her voice was... Um, uh, oh, I can't remember the performer's name right now, but she was uh, Lucy from Twin Peaks. That's where I know her from. Oh. Okay, she was also uh, she was also uh, the girl uh, Mad Hatter was stalking. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, Arthur's sister Dot in the Tick yes. cartoon from the nineties. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. Huh. At least, at least when Arthur was still Mickey Dolan's, I can't remember. Mm. If she... That's mm-hmm. uh, Kimmy Robertson. That's yeah. Right. Thank you. 
She's got a very distinctive, like, that's, if you want Victoria Jackson with all the crazy that comes with Victoria Jackson, you get uh, Kimmy mm. Roberts. Because <laughs> she's got that same vibe, but she seems nice. Yeah, she doesn't seem mm-hmm. awful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, what else indeed? Let's see here. Hmm. Yes. I know I had a thing. Yeah, I'm just looking at my notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're... Uh, while they're all saying become the chair, I'll uh, I'll do my in the future. Sure. Which Bob, by the way, we brought that bit back. Yay, from Pa. Um, cops won't actually hassle you for making out at an alley anymore. Mm-hmm. That's nice of them. Oh, which is um, in I you know I watch a lot of old movies and there's always a thing where like the the young lovers are kissing you know somewhere like mm-hmm. off in the corner and the cops always like okay move it along you can't kiss here. All right, nothing. It's, move along. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. It's nice in this that uh, the cop sees that they're making out and says, oh, carry mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Like, good. Good for you. You're allowed to make out in public. Now. It's like uh, Manos where he chases them five foot feet down the street and they start making out again. <laughs> <laughs> I never made it that far into Manos. Yeah, it's very dull. <laughs> yeah, I know. Even with the jokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Aaron's boss. Uh, so mm-hmm. they give him the uh, the traditional sort of weird tie that future people have on Batman Beyond. But yes. um, mm-hmm. the way it looks in this, it just looks like he's got a big uh, lowercase eye on his chest. <laughs> like he's one of the Incredibles. Right. The end. Oh. Okay. <laughs> just an observation. No, no. It's a good observation. Uh, mm. Also, I like Ink's big white eye. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a... It's a slithering mm-hmm. eye, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> it just... It does such a great job of, like, making her... Like, like they do... Making her let look less and less human is really mm-hmm. good, you know? Mm-hmm. But still, you know it's an eye. Like, it doesn't oh, yeah. look like an eyeball that you would draw, but you know exactly, oh, she's looking at yeah. something. Yeah, like, the easiest thing in like, the world would be, like, you know, just, yeah, she's a stretchy lady, but, like, she's not. Uh-huh. No, she's more like Odo, mm-hmm. but even less human than mm-hmm. that. I love it. <laughs> You're getting less human every day. <laughs> uh-huh. Good. <laughs> also, the fact that she did turn into a skittery spider thing, yep. like when Amanda was on for her first appearance, it's like, well, that's already Amanda, and she, uh-huh. somehow they just made her more. <laughs> yep, <Amanda. laughs> nailed it. I was thinking they about did. why she spells it with a Q, and I think it's just because she wants to be the most, mm-hmm. and <laughs> just just like Amanda. Yep. <laughs> it's just an affectation. There's no reason not to spell it I N K, except that you want to be fancy. Yeah. <laughs> ink Can I... is so much nicer than ink. Mm, uh-huh. Yes. It's like a like spelling check with a Q. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like those those show off British people do, <laughs> or Canadians. Yeah, I ink suppose. is the That's Canadian right. spelling of ink. Ah, that makes mm. sense. Mm. Well, again, a man. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I ask one question about your notes, Al? Yes, of course. What is two seventeen? Oh, that's it's it's too long of a one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not worth it. <laughs> All right, I retract my question. <laughs> Okay, it's from Transformers. If that like, mm. if that uh, makes you lose interest fast enough, <sighs> Transformers. Oh, jeez. All right, <laughs> I've heard of them. Uh, so Bob, you you had a question in the notes here about uh, if I'd let you use a longer quote, and absolutely, because I love this quote. Okay. So uh, what do you got? Let's do it. This is uh, when uh, Terry is uh, getting a tour of the Batcave, and he sees a, a dinosaur, but also this. What's this little toy do? Careful, it's an exosuit. It amplifies effort and increases endurance. 
And? When I tested it, it put too much strain on my heart. You'd let a little thing like a heart problem stop you from being Batman? I don't believe it. Would I lie to you? No. But you hold things back. Lots of things. It's taken me, what, six months just to get you to show me around the cave? That's because we've had a lot of distractions, haven't we? Someday you're going to tell me the real reason why you stopped being Batman. Yes. I like, well, first of all, like I said, that is Chekhov's uh, uh, robot suit. Yes. Nice introducing that that they'll use later. But uh, mm -hmm. I like where their relationship is. Like, uh, we've seen them, like, we've seen him ask these questions before, but Bruce is not, like, still to this day, six months later, not giving as much information as he should because mm -hmm. he's fucking Bruce and that's how he, that's how he rolls. Right. Yeah. But I also like, tell me, tell me, <laughs> <laughs> right? But I, I, I don't know. I like these little exchanges between the two of them about mm. like what you know. Even if he's not telling him the whole truth, it's like you know, at least giving a little insight into. Oh yeah, no, no, I love that know, too. The original Batman, like yeah. like he did a few episodes back about you know, oh, I don't, I don't call myself that in my head. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> One of the best moments. Yeah. <laughs> so Just good. Hands down. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, yeah, he finds out a little bit here and there, but he never gets the whole story because Bruce is an asshole. Yep. Mm -hmm. Which I love. I, I legit love that. Maybe. But someday. Terry won't give up because Terry's kind of sweet. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> All right. Anything else? Uh, That's everything I got. That's it for me. All right. Uh, Maggie, you want to tell us about a touch of curare? I will tell you about a touch of curare. Please do. So Commissioner Babs and her husband Sam are in Gotham Park for a walk when they're attacked by Kirare. Rhymes with Ferrare. <laughs> kind of. A blue-skinned assassin who dresses like a cross between Sheik from Zelda and the Moonlight Knight. Babs holds her own because she used to be fucking Batgirl, thank you very, oh so very much. And then Batman Beyond shows up to help out. Kirare escapes and Batman returns to the cave to regroup with Bruce. Bruce identifies Curare and tells Terry that she was an assassin hired by the League of Assassins Beyond and <laughs> was probably there to kill Barbara. Not so, says Barbara, stepping from the shadows like she was born for it and absolutely baffling Terry, the little dullard. <laughs> Babs tells Terry and Bruce to leave police business alone and Bruce goes, oh yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Babs tells the boys that Curare is actually targeting her husband since he's Gotham's first non-insane district attorney due to some mob stuff or whatever. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, she leaves, threatening the guys if they decide to help. Bruce instantly figures out a way to help. While Sam is put under protective guard, Terry watches for trouble, which quickly arrives, dropping a statue of Dr. Zayas on some cops. <laughs> Terry chases Curare into the house, knocking over cops, and then Terry sets off a laser trap, trapping himself and allowing Curare to escape. Later, Babs swings by Terry's apartment again and tells him to knock it off. Terry asks Babs why she hates Bruce so much, and Babs tells her the sad him the sad story. They were a great team until Babs realized that Bruce would never actually have any kind of a real life and then left him. There's no joke here. It's just a sad thing that happened. Mm -hmm. Later, Sam is taken on a police-escorted train, and of course, Curare shows up again to kill him. It's kind of a running theme in this episode. Batman shows up, and there's another fight, but this time Barbara helps out and kicks Curare's ass because she's, again, fucking Batgirl. Terry and Bruce take time to reflect on this. Meanwhile, Curare escapes police custody and is then probably stabbed to death by other assassins, where she'll be no trouble at all. <laughs> well, now I need to hastily go and change the summary that I did for the third episode, because uh, I didn't realize we were doing a theme thing. Yeah. Lo love me a rule of two. Yeah. It's not how comedy works at all. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, they promised we would get into this uh, whole Barbara thing a little mm -hmm. more. Mm -hmm. uh, in, what was it? 
oh, I don't remember a recent episode we covered where and ended with her just like giving them the side eye, like yep. I know what you're up to, mm. and uh, this is mm. this is the payoff to that. Yep, that and like like you said in your summary, Maggie, that moment where she's already in the cave. I love it so much. Bruce seems genuinely surprised, like mm-hmm. not startled necessarily, but like she caught him off guard, which yeah. nobody can do that. Come on. Right. Like, she got she got in Wayne Manor. Mm-hmm. She got into the cave from Wayne Manor, down the stairs, and just waited for the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, but he looked oh. delighted. Well, and you oh, know did. Bruce also had the, like, after she quit or whatever, you know he did the whole, like, I'm sealing up the bad cave so she can't get back in. Because uh-huh. that's exactly the kind of shit Batman does when he's in a bad mood. Of course. But what, what I'm saying is, of course he's delighted, but the emotions that went through his head is, oh my god, she made it in here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I taught her so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so good at this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Are you, Bruce? Nah. <laughs> he was delighted at himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, he you know, he's proud of her. Mm-hmm. And he would never say that because he's an asshole. Yeah. I think we <laughs> talked about that. But, but you can tell he's proud of her, and mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And I love that she said, Ugh, you know what? And look, again, this is the reality of the show. We mm-hmm. don't need to get back into the way cops really are. But uh, in the reality of the show, she's doing things the right way. She's yeah. doing it the legit way, and she's not hiding. And like, he hates, I, I, a part of him definitely hates that she's gone straight like that. Yeah. I mean,. One of my favorite things about this is just like, yeah. look, I I don't like Bruce and Barbara hooking up. I mentioned this well, a bunch of times. Bad it's my thing, bad yeah. thing. I I never yeah. think I've never thought it was a good idea. It rubs me the wrong way for a number of reasons. Uh, but what I do like is her leaving him because she realizes it's like there's n- there's never gonna be a relationship here. He's never going to not be this, yeah. and I want more out of my life. And I like that so much for her. But she didn't get that far out of it. No. Well, I mean, she still went off and, and became a cop because she's mm-hmm. still Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I know you don't like it. We've talked about this mm-hmm. a bunch. We don't need to get into it a lot. Yeah, of course. Again. But I do like it mm-hmm. because it is so toxic and weird and awful. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's not something that should have happened, but it's something that makes sense for these characters. And mm-hmm. sometimes I like seeing characters make unpleasant decisions that they regret. And sure. That's what happened here. Mm-hmm. And it... it it adds a whole extra layer to their history instead of just, I didn't want to be Batgirl anymore. Yeah. Also, she was in love with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought they always sort of hinted at that and you could interpret it one way or the other. But when she's talking to Terry and he says, she says something like it was more and she, he says how much more and the look. Well, she's, he says mm-hmm. uh, dating and she gives him a look. It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's very clear. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's gross. Yeah. But it's gross in a way that I understand because they worked closely together. Mm-hmm. She's got, I don't think she's uh, like, uh, I don't think she's got like uh, fundamental issues. I think she's the most well-balanced, like oh. mentally healthy person in this series. But Easily. <laughs> there's definitely some dad stuff in there somewhere. Yeah, you don't say. Sure, yeah. And, you know, she looked up to this dude. Mm-hmm. And when you work closely together and you look up to someone, you, you can misinterpret that as sexual chemistry. And mm-hmm. when you're, when your development is stunted from when you were eight years old, you don't know how to act mm-hmm. around people. I could, I could see this happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with it's you. It's not, it's not good, but it's good drama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't like that it happened, but I like that it's in there. It's a piece mm-hmm. of the history. Yeah, and again, it, it, it colors their relationship now because it's not just we used to work together. Yeah, it's we were involved, and that makes it a whole other level of weird mm. and, <laughs> and uncomfortable now. Yeah. 
which I really like. Um, but Maggie, it's kind of your good thing too, yeah. Just like I mean, I just love doing the catch up with Babs in this episode. Like, it's a very reasonable place for her to end up. Like, she's gonna still yeah. keep fighting crime, and mm-hmm. I like that Sam, the dude she married, is just some guy. Like, he's the district attorney, but like, you know, he's not like he's not like a superhero or anything fancy. He's just yeah, he, some he's not dude. like a. He's not like a supervillain that turned his life around yeah. or like a, a, a secret whatever. <laughs> I, I, I think yeah. I like I like that he's n- he, he's nobody, you know? Yeah. Well, and they also or like very nobody's explicitly... kid. Yeah, exactly. Babs doesn't have also... to have her own Selena Kyle or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But they also very explicitly call out in the episode the, the sort of traditional role reversal. Like, mm-hmm. she's the tough cop protecting him. Mm-hmm. And he's just like... Well, isn't the man supposed to do that? And she just kind of rolls her eyes and says, <laughs> yeah. yeah, last century. That's cu- that's cute, sweetie. I used to be Batgirl. Like, <laughs> but it, not even that. Just mm. like, hey, maybe maybe like, a woman could maybe protect respect- a man. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Maybe respect yeah. what my position is mm-hmm. and the way, yeah. what I've what it's taken for me to get here. Mm. Yeah, that. But I mean, that is that, all of those things are valid. But also on a fundamentally just like gender equality level. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? I'm the stronger person in this relationship. Mm. Mm-hmm like physically Mm -hmm. and i will protect you Mm -hmm. it's nice and it's nice that they basically just looked right at the audience and said yeah shut up yeah (laughs) yeah i also like how casually and they don't even remark on it that there is this interracial relationship Mm -hmm. which shouldn't be remarkable in any way it should just be a thing that happens but we all Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. especially like 20 years ago but still now mm-hmm. yeah like it's not something you see a lot and it's not something like no man it's the future and she married who she loved shut yeah. up <laughs> yeah it's nice yeah it is nice so also he uh sam played by uh voiced by uh, paul winfield who uh sort of a star trek all-star he was oh uh, yeah captain terrell uh, uh chekhov's Ooh, captain yeah. that got the earworm yep, yep and also the uh, alien captain from darmok oh hmm. yeah wow I would yeah. I would also like to mention if you'll give me just a second there there is a TV well it's a TV movie which is supposed to be a pilot for a series that never happened but it was called White mm-hmm. Dwarf that okay. it came out like in the mid nineties and Paul mm-hmm. Winfield stars in that it is like this wow. weird sci fi movie that I've like never seen anything quite like it if you mm-hmm. can like dig up the out of print mm-hmm. DVD somewhere I I uh-huh. highly recommend it it's fun yeah. stuff oh that's cool yeah. yeah. Was he was he the star or was he just like he was the star of it? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh. All right. Well, it's too bad it didn't take off then because the yeah. guy this guy definitely feels like he could carry a series. Yeah. From everything I've seen from him, and I'm sure he's done a lot of other things. I usually just call out things we might know them from. So yeah. No, it was just uh, just just like this thing that stuck with me for years, and I don't know why. <laughs> it feels like oh, no, I'm. I get that. It feels like sometimes like I'm the only person who's ever seen this. <laughs> so no, I just I wanted with to those, show that with those failed pilots, it's like. They sometimes they would dump them in the middle of the summer or something, and mm-hmm. three people saw them. But those yeah. three people are like, "Hey, why didn't this get picked up?" Yeah. <laughs> anyway, which now you could just watch it on YouTube or whatever. Mm-hmm. But back then, oh, I'm you, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bob, what was your good thing? Uh, kind of ran ran into a bit like what we were talking about before about Barbara, and I I love that she was like, you know, she actually goes over to look at the Batgirl costume. She's a little nostalgic about it, but is still like. Mm-hmm. No, I'm police commissioner. Yeah, you bats butt out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but I, but it's especially I love that she takes Terry out for coffee, and you know, even though he's relatively new at this, she gives him some kind of 
you know, professional bat respect mm-hmm. in a way. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, you've been doing this for a little while. You've clearly, you're clearly not bad at it. Like, yeah. Yeah. We've, we've been sort of half-assed trying to catch you and we haven't. Mm-hmm. So. Right. And so she's not being patronizing toward him. She's like, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's understanding of like, oh yeah, you know, I was in your position once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus I know how you can get sucked into this guy. Like putting the romantic part of it aside. Yeah. I know how you can get sucked into this guy's intense thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't. <laughs> but I mean, you're going to because... anyway. I don't know why I'm telling yeah, you this, Yeah, but... <laughs> exa- she knows that. <laughs> She's got to say it. She's got to play her part. That's right. Uh, but it kind of ties into my good thing. We, we've talked before about what makes Terry different than Bruce and the thing that he's actually better at. Mm-hmm. And he's genuinely better with people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the fact that terrifying, hard-as-nails police commissioner Barbara Gordon comes to threaten him for not doing what she told him specifically not to do, mm-hmm. and the scene ends with her smiling and saying, come on, let's get donuts, <laughs> is right. a real charm, like, testament to his charm. Yeah. yeah. Like, the it's a quick scene, but he gets her to let her guard down and realize, oh, He's not a bad kid. He, I, he needs a talking to, but I don't need to yell at him. Let's let's go talk like human beings. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was nice. Yeah. I love I love that he can do that to anybody, you know, mm-hmm. like and Bruce never could mm-hmm. <laughs> unless he was pretending as fake Bruce Wayne. But I don't mean I mean connecting on a real level. Yeah, exactly. So. um, Meg, what you got for? Well, yeah, I guess you already talked about your mm-hmm. bad thing. Uh, Bob, what do you got? Uh, I. Again, this is like a real nitpick, but I, I feel like mm-hmm. an assassin of Kirari's power would have noticed that it was a completely still unmoving dummy in the house, mm-hmm. and it was not actually oh, yeah. her target. <laughs> but Yeah, eh. like, we the audience could have been fooled, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And she left her I... sword in him. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? You Those throw in a sword? Like, I know you sword guys never shut up about your swords. That's, a, that's obviously forged on Mount blah, blah, blah. You don't just leave it there. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's honed to a molecule-thick edge. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm just not a ninja guy, which kind of, not exactly my bad thing. It's Is she a ninja? Just, I don't know, but, you know, she She's jumps ninja-esque. around like a jackass with a sword. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, fair well, enough. The thing is, there's no character there. Like, she's just a force yeah. of nature. Like, mm-hmm. she might as well just be a Terminator robot mm-hmm. or something. Like, mm-hmm. I I find this kind of thing kind of dull, like I've said. Mm. Like, it's just Batman villains are psychologically interesting, almost always. And there's nothing to her. She's an assassin who is trying to assassinate mm-hmm. and then didn't assassinate. That's, yeah. that's the whole thing. Okay. There is, I can see that. There's three big fight scenes in this and i found two of them to be very boring and i like fight scenes you know yeah that's that's not usually your your take yeah like the thing is the point of this episode is the babs catch-up stuff like oh yeah no and that stuff's excellent curare could be anybody like she just doesn't matter honestly yeah Mm. there's like there's a moment where like her hat falls off and it's there's supposed to be like a reveal on who she is and then it's just gone, and we don't see anything. Like well, no, it just, I think, doesn't matter. Well, we don't I see her, do... but we see Terry's reaction to her. Yeah, yeah, and I think that actually pays. She she does come back, and mm. I believe, if I remember correctly, she comes back because someone saw her face, and she has to kill him. Oh, yeah. but I could be remembering that wrong. Mm. Okay, like I often mix up similar plot mm. episodes. So <laughs> I don't know. No, like the most character she has is at the end when that sword comes through her, the the roof of her. Oh, she's arm. got a great look, and like the last like, shot of the episode where her <laughs> eyes are just like, ooh. Oh, boy. <laughs> yep. 
Like, like that's the most for me. That was the most interesting she was in the entire episode. Yeah. Okay, so like I said, they could. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I've been talking way too much. <laughs> no, I was just gonna ask Maggie. What, like you said, two out of the three fights you didn't mm-hmm. think were interesting. Which one was the one you thought was interesting? Was the they got one? me back with the last one because I thought it was a cool sort of uh, set piece. The one in the hot dog factory. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Delicious hot dogs. <laughs> I mean, it's we, like every, weirdly everything oh, in that ahead. factory is set up to like grind meat in some way. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like this is definitely not just like you know a nice butcher's place. This is like hot dog factory. Well, I love the big slabs of beef just hanging from the ceiling on this children's cartoon. Well, they're all beef hot dogs. Blood. Yep. Yeah, I know why they did that because uh, at one point they're following the footsteps of blood. Oh no, no, that's not human blood. We're in a we're in a slaughterhouse. Yeah, it's, it's okay. fine. Don't worry about Whoa. it. Uh, don't worry about it. The censors. Mm. <laughs> but. And yet, Barbara walks over to the Batgirl costume and says, you sewed up the bullet holes. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Someone shot her in the face. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the, the cowl anyway. Yep. Mm. Just, woof. <laughs> over a matter of $80. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bruce doesn't know how much that is. Mm-hmm. It's a banana. How much could it cost? $5? Mm-hmm. Uh, Babs with the Batarang at the end fucking rules. Love that. So good. That was good, yeah. Well, the animation of her face, like the grin, is, I'm pretty sure they looked at, like, the the animation of Batgirl, like, young Batgirl, Mm -hmm. and just, like, sort of projected that onto the older model. Well, it's the only time the big smile comes back, you know? That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell that's the same character, sort of, for the first time. Yeah. I I love that moment, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of of myself. (laughs) I still got it. I I still got it. Yep. (laughs) Very good. Uh, there was a bit where so they're on the he uh, Sam's on the train and uh, Karari swords some swords with her sword mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> the train car just sort of falls straight down but then somehow it hangs a right angle to crash into the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just was not super clear on how that happened. <laughs> Well, there was a bunch of weird train animation in this entire episode. Like, it would go around the curve, and the cars would bend in a big <laughs> curve. Yeah, I'm kind of willing to say, okay, well, future train, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, it's made Mag- of elastic. Magnets yeah. or yeah. something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Pla- Plastile? Was that what they said in the other episode? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, no, this No, it was the last one. Yeah. Where he was trying to seal up the... Yeah. The last one, and the next one. Yeah. Ah. Well, that's a pretty common... I'm mm. sure you both know this from, like, various sci-fi things. Mm-hmm. Just, like... Uh, no, it's not plastic. It's plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah. That's it. It's transparent aluminum. Yep. Mm-hmm. I read Star Wars novels. I know what plastic is. Yep. <laughs> well, why don't you have a cup of calf and read all about it? Maybe mm. I will. All right. I I, uh, I liked when Barb was uh when uh, trying to like tell off Terry he was like if I see so much as a pointy-eared shadow near police business. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was really funny because there is a lot of pointy-eared shadows in this series. Like, you they're constantly right. <laughs> throwing Terry's shadow on something. Even when he's, like, trying to be sneaky. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, oh, crouching yeah. down in the corner and there's this, like, big, giant bat shadow next to him. It's like, <laughs> And the dude's got a button on his belt that turns him invisible. Yep. Right? Come on, man. <laughs> I might want to watch so out for those subtle. light sources. Uh-huh. Don't tell uh, anyone where else? I am. Sneak, sneak, sneak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, the giant version of his shadow is crouching by him. Uh, we get a shot of the Guild of Calamitous Intent in this episode. Uh, that's what <laughs> yeah, I was sure thinking do. of, yeah. Or uh, what was it in the Marvel movies? The, the Avengers were um, 
uh, Sam Jackson, uh, Nick Fury's mm-hmm. talking to like the Secret Council or yep. whatever. Like it's mm-hmm. that's a that's a long established like uh, uh, comic trope. Bob, mm-hmm. you just watched Evangelion. This is the Sile, uh, uh Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> it feels exactly like that. Yeah, the rare what time when they use video and it doesn't just mm-hmm. say audio only. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there also something in uh, Men in Black like that? I want to say. Oh, you might be right. Yeah, mm. I don't remember. I don't know. But yeah, it's a you know. Mm. <laughs> I had no idea who any of these people are. The, do I, we know the League of Assassins? Were they? Did they pop up in the animated series? I, I can't don't remember. remember if that ever came up because I don't know if they would be willing to use the word assassins back when. Uh... Yeah, I probably. I mean, certainly by the time they get to the kids' WB, they didn't sure give a fuck. Hmm. But, like, the first time Roz showed up, I don't think they were calling it the League of Assassins. It was just, like, his followers or something. Oh, these guys might be associated with him. Mm. Mm. Like, they might not have said it out loud, but I didn't think about that. I was, like, that was my first thought. It's like, a League of Assassins. I'm like, well, I know who they work for. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Or who they worked for, Mm -hmm. anyway. Mm. But then the main guy in the the, uh, video chat has, like, a big monocle or something. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess that could be Roz. (laughs) Mm, or the penguin. We will find. We will find out what he got up to. Uh-huh. Could be the penguin. Mm. No, I, s- I right. still believe he retired to Florida. <laughs> I think he's probably dead. Mm. <laughs> he's probably, like he'd be like a hundred and twenty years old. He's probably dead. <laughs> but he has that living. Lazarus pit. <laughs> no, the no we're talking about the penguin. <laughs> oh, although he could have bought a Lazarus pit. Sorry, I suppose that's true. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I don't know. The Lazarus Pit exists. Anybody could use it, right? Yeah, exa- and they, they exist around the world. There's not just one of them. Comes yeah. screaming out of it, I love birds! <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Ah! <sighs> that guy likes All birds. Right. Um, I think the one last thing I had was, uh, I was I was watching this with the uh, subtitles, the like, mm-hmm. closed captions on, <laughs> uh-huh. and... Uh, <laughs> When uh, in the last uh, fight scene, uh, Barb pulls out her gun and fires a Kirari, and the caption read, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of you noticed that she cocks her gun. I'm like, do you cock a laser gun? And then they show it shooting bullets. Like, right? this is total headcanon. Mm-hmm. But I think she, because she's kind of old school, mm-hmm. carries a bullet gun, and everyone else is like, oh, what, what are you ever going to need that for? Well, and mm-hmm. It comes in handy a lot of the time. That was the mm-hmm. thing I was watching, and it's like we see a lot of uh the gotham cops firing lasers i'm like oh crap and then there's a scene later on when she cocks her gun i'm like well that's weird you just showed us a bunch of lasers and then she's mm-hmm. firing real bullets so yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it no, definitely i think, felt I like think that's like an affectation but yeah because mm-hmm. uh she doesn't have bruce's problem with guns she's yeah. you know Love she gun. carries a gun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so all right anything else uh that's everything i got maggie you got a quote uh i do have a quote this is just babs from the like beginning of the episode hello barbara Long time, Bruce. How's Sam? Holding up. He's scheduled to testify Wednesday at the trial of Fyodor Davich, the international arms dealer. Without the testimony, Davich will walk. So he's arranged for my husband to be hit before the deposition. I see you sewed up the bullet holes. You're Batgirl. She's Batgirl. Was Batgirl. That brand of costume justice went out with the Tommy gun, kid. I appreciate what you did tonight, but I want you to stay out of police business. Of course, maybe I'm talking to the wrong guy. Hard to believe you're still remaking your image at this late date. I never forced him. It's what I wanted. That's what we all thought at the beginning. Yep, very good. I just love her. (laughs) Yes. 
I and and once again, I want to sing the praises of Stockard Channing. Mm-hmm. Just perfect casting, so good. Like her voice just has so much character to it. Mm-hmm. She's just the perfect choice, I thought. Great. All right, uh, pushing on now to the season finale, Ascension. Someone is unloading something in a warehouse, which we all know is Gotham code for a crime is about to happen. <laughs> okay, so the list of things in Gotham that are code for a crime is about to happen is extremely long and includes, this is a very abridged version, <laughs> having a party on a yacht, walking your family home after a movie, being anywhere near the docks, a chemical plant, an abandoned amusement park, or let's be completely honest, any other physical location within city limits. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's realized this before, but there's a lot of crime in this city. <laughs> and who can really distinguish one re- warehouse robbery from all the others? Well, okay, in this case, this particular warehouse robbery is being perpetrated by a glow-in-the-dark skeleton who shoots energy blasts from his hands. And as far as we know, there's only one of those operating in Gotham right now. Yes, Derek Powers, a.k.a. Blight, is trying to grab up all the precious polymascot mascot <laughs> he can get his glowy hands on because it's the only substance that can create the synthetic skin that allows him to look like a stock-standard evil guy, you know, a white billionaire, instead of the neo-Gotham version of a cartoon devil with horns and a pitchfork. <laughs> I mean, if he has to look like a glowing skeleton, he might as well just look like a fat cat tycoon from a 1930s editorial cartoon. (laughs) Then it'd be hard to pick him out from all the other Wayne Powers board members, because seriously, we get to see a board meeting in this episode, and every one of those motherfuckers looks like they should have a ridiculous label that says, like, greed or corruption across their entire body. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) The board of affluent stereotypes has convened to confirm transfer of CEO ship to Derek Powers' son, Paxton, since... Well, you know, the whole glowing skeleton thing. Uh, most of the rest of my summary was going to be a whole succession riff, but then I realized hardly anyone, I, I hardly know anyone who actually watches that show, so never mind. <laughs> Trust me, though, Paxton desperately wants a kiss from Daddy. <laughs> but then Blight's skin falls off in front of everyone, and Terry has a, oh my god, Ben is glory <laughs> moment. And now it's personal, I guess, because I guess there's a glowing skeleton who steals things and kills lots of people. Isn't a good enough reason to want to stop him? Paxton, seeing an opportunity to reach his full Kendall Roy potential, damn it, just watch Succession, it's very good, (laughs) offers to team up with Batman by arming him with that most deadly of weapons, a net. Mm -hmm. Yes, friends, (laughs) there's no better way of stopping bad guys than throwing a blanket over their heads. (laughs) But then Blight shows, but then Blight blows up a submarine and presumably himself with it. All I'm saying is, I edit the DCAU wiki, Batman, says Paxton Powers. He obviously died in that explosion, so if he comes back after this, I'm definitely listing that under goofs. <laughs> Where he'll be no triple at all. Well, he'll be no triple at all. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you're you're worried about making su- succession jokes, but you'll make a 30-year-old <laughs> Buffy joke instead? I mean, that was, that was kind of what I was going... Well, <laughs> it's knowing your audience, yeah. because you both know that Buffy reference. Let's be real, everyone we know watched Buffy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This show has so much Buffy in its, in its DNA, mm. which actually weirdly ties into my good thing. Yeah. Mm. This show, it's great to see it finding its feet with the season-long storytelling. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of what happens in this pays off stuff from the pilot, but mm-hmm. also they kept those elements simmering in the background, so it doesn't feel like they're like, oh, shit, right, mm-hmm. this is what we've been doing the whole time. And they brought things to a satisfying conclusion while still very much leaving the door open for further stories. Like, a lot has to get, uh, to fall perfectly into place to get all of those things right. Like, shows now still don't quite pull it mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. But I think, Shows like Buffy were starting to say, hey, you could you can do a genre show. You can do like this kind of sort of comic book storytelling, but you can also do it like a comic book. Mm-hmm. You can you can keep plots moving and, and you know, tell bigger stories. Mm-hmm. And I think they pretty much nailed it here. Yeah. I've been really enjoying this lead up for Blight over the season. It's been. It's yeah, been they never really let us cool. forget about it. Yeah. 
point point of order but, is this the first time they've called him blight or did it show no, up no. earlier because i'd like I, I ran through all of the episodes of this season up to you know watching for mm. for the my homework mm-hmm. here but it was like i didn't even remember them calling him that before this yeah the uh in the mr freeze episode mm-hmm. he uh he calls himself blight oh, but okay. i mean Derek powers is also just such a great supervillain name like yeah it sure is. <laughs> right but he um no he's he like I think he quotes the Bible or some mm-hmm. some very old I will be a blight thing. yeah it's like Xander yep. Drax or something mm-hmm. <laughs> God is that gargoyles <laughs> no oh, that was that's uh, the Xanatos. Phantoms that's right <laughs> no it's you're right yeah you know evil Will Riker mm-hmm. <laughs> which I guess is just Tom Riker but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and he rips off his sideburns. Uh-huh. Oh my it was god! Me all along, Xanatos. <laughs> Who? <laughs> you know from Gargoyles. Uh, um. <laughs> the Monster Fucker Show. Oh wow! Oh, oh yes, of course. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, of course. Batman yeah. Beyond. <laughs> uh-huh. There's definitely something in the in the Ink episode mm-hmm. for sure. You know, someone so, wants to fuck the glowy skeleton. <laughs> uh, almost certainly. <laughs> So I talked about the ridiculous board meeting, and, and there's a lot to talk about. There sure so, is. <laughs> I believe this is uh, two of our bad things. Yeah, yes. Maggie, what do you got? Uh, Tress McNeil shows up as a woman yelling, this is highly irregular. That's a bad thing? <laughs> it, yes, because it's like, it's just a lot. It, it's more sort of just the whole. Is it my baby again? Yeah, it is. <laughs> My okay. baby. My baby. Uh-huh. It's like it's it's played along with like everyone else going, what's happening? This is uh, yeah, very strange. Yeah. And Tress McNeil's voice cuts through all of it to just go, this is highly irregular. <laughs> yeah. Like l- like the Three Stooges are painting her laugh. wall or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I did yours first because Bob's definitely uh, <laughs> requires a little more discussion, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Okay, well, there, there's a guy at the Wayne Powers board meeting mm-hmm. who has a monocle, mm-hmm. and at uh-huh. least three shocking things happen, and yet the monocle <laughs> never pops out of this guy's eye. It's just completely unacceptable. I'm going to say, well, if you're the CEO of a giant company and your glowing skeleton starts popping out of your skin, that's, right? it, there is no better time ever than to have your monocle pop out of your eye. Right? Ah, there's that. Counterpoint. Oh, go, oh, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, counterpoint. This guy is the head of the League of Assassins. Nothing faces. It's him. true, yeah. Oh, well, he is. I don't know. I that was a monocle? monocle. I also had that. Do thought, I have to draw a picture? For oh, you? I see. <laughs> no. It would just be an eye with a circle. You're right. It. You're right. He's not only the head of the League of Assassins. He's also Mr. Monopoly. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Penguin, not the original Penguin, but like a legacy mm-hmm. Penguin, the young Penguin. <laughs> but not the young sexy Penguin from Gotham. <laughs> no, just. <laughs> This is just, this is you, like, uh, this is Penguin the You young. and your mom's favorite show. Yes, also. exactly. It's, this is like Penguin the Elder and Penguin, Penguin the Younger. Ah, uh, right, from, from Greek times. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was trying to tie it back to Xanatos. We almost had some. Uh. <laughs> All right, we'll workshop this and come back. Yeah. I got to put that triple thing back in there. So. Good <laughs> rehearsal, everyone. <laughs> Uh, uh, Maggie, what was your good thing? Uh, I love the look of Powers's assistant. Uh, I love her. I want to marry her, and I want to be her. That's fair. Mm. Wait, mm-hmm. she's got like a little black and white suit that sort of like crisscrosses so cool. a little pair of glasses, short hair. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, she looks like, and you know, it's unfortunate now that this creator turned out to be a creep. Mm-hmm. But she looks like one of the filthy assistants from uh, Transmat. Yep, absolutely. 
mm. which you know, mm-hmm. putting aside all the problematic stuff, is is still a good look. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Yep. Big fan. Now, this is this is a bit of a personal question, mm-hmm. but your whole like ast- I, like are you still figuring that out, or is it still is it something you've known for a long time? I'm just curious because like every now and then we'll see something and you're, you're like that. I want to be that. Yep. Like. Is it is it still kind of a discovery thing, or is it just kind of a now I can talk about? I'm it? I'm working on it, but let's be real. All my life, I just wanted to be a goth chick. So, mm. well, and I've seen a lot of trans stuff talk about mm-hmm. people you thought you had crushes on. Turns out that's just like uh, aesthetic goals. It's like, oh yeah, this mm-hmm. is why I like Beetlejuice <laughs> so much. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Lydia is a fine character, but oh. what I want is to look like Lydia. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. When you're trans, you spend yeah. a lot of time going, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, look, those of us, uh, those of us around you are doing a little bit of that uh-huh. too. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. okay, that makes sense now. Oh, that's why she, that's why she thinks mm-hmm. the human body is absolutely revolting. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I wonder if that's going to turn around mm. now. Mm. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now did did his assistant have any like? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But did she have any lines or anything? Like, no, was I was she waiting. And she a guy, never, or I, she just? I don't think yes. she ever said anything. I mean, I think she had a lot going on in this episode. But it was just like, you have a blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, you have a call or something. Yeah. Like, it's it's weird because it's such a unique, like, design for a character who doesn't do anything, really. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if, like, they're going to bring her back or something. We've been calling that out on this show all mm. along. Like, the the variety and, and, like, uniqueness of character designs on this are definitely a cut above, like, certainly Superman. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Like, it, yeah. feels, it feels like this team made a special effort to say if anyone appears for more than a split second in a crowd we want to you know concentrate on their look yeah give them a good look mm-hmm. so even if she is nothing it's good that mm-hmm. they put the work yeah in, you know? so but yeah you're right she was very distinctive and cool looking <laughs> um let's see bob what was your good thing my good thing uh i actually liked that um you know uh, that terry is unapologetic Mm. about you know that we even when bruce confronts him with his potential part in powers transformation mm-hmm. into blight like terry is still unapologetic he's like mm. he murdered my dad now everyone can see him for who he really is even in the dark uh-huh. <laughs> like i mean it was a fun line but it was also just like you know even, even though bruce is like well you know be careful with the whole vengeance thing it's like, you know, he killed my dad. I mm-hmm. think I kind of earned this. Also, yep. Bruce, if anyone's going to talk about whether something is too much for vengeance, <laughs> like, ah, but this f- ties once again into my grand, you know, this is this is my grand sort of like PhD level. No, mm-hmm. this is fucking anyone can see this. Like, Bruce is an asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've said this right. a lot. But like, don't just, do as I a, do. Do yeah, as I say. Exactly. <laughs> I th- I think that's very deliberate. Yeah. I think yeah. the writers very clearly made Bruce warn Terry not to do something that he himself has thrown his life away on. Mm-hmm. But and I, I love it. and I but I like you know I like how Terry is very he's way more human than Bruce most of the time. But it's yeah. like you know there's this one thing where he's like he's not going to bend on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one thing, the murder of his father. Yeah. You don't say. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, that's fair. Yeah. Uh. It's just very much, whatever you do, Terry, don't seek vengeance or anything. Oh, Bruce, there's a call coming in from you from the kettle. It says you're black. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, I talked to Barbara. She says, don't listen to any of your bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I knew I shouldn't have let you guys talk. (laughs) We had donuts again. 
She's going to uh-huh. tell you all my secrets. They had a donut that tasted like a margarita. It was great. Mm. <laughs> Look, it's the future. They got all kinds of crazy donuts. <laughs> Fucking <probably>. love Neo-Gotham. <laughs> mm-hmm. The problem is there's always a line around the block. <laughs> oh. Is that a reference to that place in Portland that we never managed to get to? Yeah, now there's like three uh, different branches opened up. You can get donuts whenever you want now. <laughs> oh. oh, nice. I'm not opening that door. If you can ever come you. to Portland ever again. Mm-hmm. I was actually making a reference to Danny Trejo's donuts place here in Hollywood. <laughs> oh, I didn't know Danny Trejo had a, uh, a donut yeah, place. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That kind of rules. Mm-hmm. He's got yeah. a donuts place and a tacos place. Does he oh, actually work there? Because I would believe it. Uh, I could absolutely see him in like an apron and a hairnet. Yeah, like, right. You want a taco? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to buy a margarita Let's... donut? I do. <laughs> Thanks, Danny Trio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't get killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved you in Machete, you... and I loved you playing the exact same character in uh, Spy Kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I loved your head on that turtle. Yep. <laughs> or was it a tortoise? I don't remember. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, do you think ah, they let him keep it? Too. <laughs> I think so. I think I remember reading something about that. <laughs> just like if he anyway, just that's... got it in a case, like a loose oh. case in his living room. Yeah, I would in a minute if I played a character whose head got cut off and put on a turtle. I would. Yeah, I... Can I look? I would. When you're done shooting, beg. can I please keep the head? Yeah, please. And the turtle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those things live forever. Mm-hmm. Like, just keep it as a pet with the head on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, very good. Um. So uh, there's a hey, it's that guy, mm-hmm. which is uh, the Princess Bride's own Carrie Elways. Who was which, he? Was uh, he Paxton? <laughs> he was Paxton. He was Paxton, yeah. And that ties into my bad thing. I feel like kind of a waste mm-hmm. of him. Like, he's a great actor with a great voice for certain kinds of characters, but mm-hmm. this was just kind of a generic rich white dude voice that they could have, like, got your, I don't know, like your standard Maurice LaMarche, uh, uh, Rob Paulson. Like, like, there was nothing special about this voice that necessitated you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. And I don't think he really brought anything to it. I got, so. I got to assume that they were yeah. planning to bring Paxton back for more, like. Oh, and they might. He still runs Wayne Powers. It's, it's a mm-hmm. good, it's a good character to bring back. Honestly, like, I really love the introduction of this, this screw up kid that uh, Powers sent off to, like, where is yeah, he? Yeah, he put uh, him in charge of stuff like in South America. Yeah, I think. exactly. And like, the guy's doing a terrible job, and. Yep. He, he he has to come back to help his dad now that his dad is a skeleton and he's like oh <laughs> <laughs> now that his dad is a skeleton the oh old dad time to make... green skeleton now <laughs> it's time to make my move and take over the company like I really like all of that mm-hmm. yeah no and that's like those are the succession references yeah. I was gonna make because that's what that whole show is is this rich guy's shitty kids trying to take his company away from him <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's God he pushes him under the bus so hard it's so <laughs> delightfully evil I love it yeah that's pretty good. Can't um, run a company. Can't run a company if you're a skeleton, Dad. <laughs> you're a skeleton too. <laughs> they just can't see it. <laughs> you're all skeletons. <laughs> Actually, this would be as good a place as any for my quote, which is, uh, "I just I love the way he bellows at his guys." Uh-huh. And uh, here's an example of that right here. If we stick to proper channels of procurement, how long will the materials last? Two weeks, maybe less. You're burning through the skin too fast. And if I may, Mr. Powers, it's not just the radiation. Your temper is out of control. I know, Doctor! I just love... Could could be your temper, sir. You don't fucking say! <laughs> I... 
Some Robert Loggia. <laughs> I don't know if anyone noticed, but uh, a little earlier in the episode, someone said something and I, and I snorted. It's because I scrolled down and saw this quote and it's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. I know! <laughs> he is... But also, I don't want to admit this, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna... I, I find it a little relatable. <laughs> like, uh-huh. sometimes things make me moody and people point it out yep. and it's like, I want to stop being an asshole so all I can say is, I know! <laughs> I, just, I feel you, man. I just—he's—he's he's a skeleton who's just yelling that, that, his, that his employees are all fools. What a great yeah, character! Just, like, just just like that one guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're all fools, Beast Man. <laughs> Kiss me, glowing future Beast Man. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, let's see. I, I don't know. Uh, again, this is this feels like I ran through a bunch of episodes and I didn't hear this before. But like in this episode, it sounded like Terry was trying to do more of a Batman voice when he was Batman, and it just like oh no, I noticed that too. It sounded really forced, and <laughs> he, I don't know, he, it just didn't come does, off great. He does that occasionally, and it just doesn't work because he's such a uh, he's such a Peter Parker. Mm. Yeah, he's such a nice kid yeah. usually, and. The Batman voice is a little, little down, a little more like this, but he doesn't, he doesn't go full, you know, like uh, Christian Bale. Yeah, usually. Mm-hmm. like they, there's a bit in the, um, in the episode where uh, uh, Bruce is talking about how he doesn't hate, how he calls himself Batman in his head, and mm-hmm. Terry uh-huh. goes, "But that's my name now," and he does a Batman <laughs> voice, and it's like, Terry, who are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, but he didn't. Like, I, I, I know exactly the bit you're talking mm-hmm. about, Bob, because uh-huh. it is a little more affected here. And, yeah, I don't know. Also, he's a kid. Maybe he's just trying out different stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know? fair enough. Am I, am I cool now? <laughs> Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> you know Bruce is never going to say you're cool, no. right? Oh. No one's cool except for me. <laughs> never going to give you that. Yeah. I don't know. The look he gave Barbara when she uh, popped up in the cave mm-hmm. was pretty close to, like, she, he didn't say it, but he was saying it's pretty it. pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was cool. <laughs> How'd you get past Alpha? Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> oh. No, I mean, I'm sad. I walked past him, put some flowers on top of him, and then I came in. <laughs> oh, no. I love is that he, old guy. Of course I show my respect. Is he still laid out in the living room? <laughs> <laughs> He's in state like, oh, yeah. uh, like Stalin. <laughs> uh, ate, Ace ate his face a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Ago. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, this is about all I have. Uh, I I just, this is more of a Batman yeah. Beyond thing. Um, I've been thinking about this uh-huh. for a couple of weeks now. I really wish Batman's yeah. logo glowed like blight, gl- like blight gl- glows green. Oh yeah, that would that would help his whole shadow situation. I think it would look awesome. <laughs> yeah, but he's like a he's Tron suit. Hide. I, he's got a cloaking device, Al. He can hide all he wants, and then when he's done right. being cloaked, he can turn on his big bat bat signal chest and look awesome. Or. You could just go full Spider-Man with it and give him a flashlight that uh, spits out his own logo. <laughs> yes, I love it. Ugh. Why? Why doesn't Never he just did that for Spider-Man? <laughs> why doesn't he just go invisible all the time? I mean, aside I... from the obvious, well, it wouldn't look as good animation-wise. I presumably, like, I don't think they've said this, but it has to be like a big drain mm. on the suit. Like, that would be mm. my assumption because he he can never do it for very long. I just assume it's like a use it when you really really need it thing but uh, I wonder if they ever made a uh, I wonder if they ever made like a clear Batman Beyond action figure. I remember those being a big deal when I was a kid. As I recall there aren't a ton of Batman Beyond to- like, I don't there's think... a lot of, you know, ex- exclusive like expensive as yeah, hell yeah, ones yeah. but just like 
regular ones. I mean. the, mm. the toy store I buy all my Marvel Legends from, and I buy a lot of them from there, uh, put mm-hmm. up a bunch of Batman Beyond stuff this week, and I was like, is it time? Mm-hmm. It might be time to get super into this. <laughs> like, there's, there is, I mean, I have a whole bunch of the, uh, the JLU mm. figures, and in the, there's a Batman Beyond that sort of fits with those, and it's very good. But what I'm saying is I don't think there were a lot of variants, and I don't think a lot of the uh, supporting characters got figures, but I might be wrong. Like, I don't, re- I don't remember. Go ahead. Oh, I don't remember there being like a toy line, but also like I wasn't sort of paying attention to that kind of thing back then. Yeah, I was just wondering if like someone had put out like ones more recently. Like, oh, you know, definitely, th- there have been people doing like reaction figures mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. Like, th- there were Xena action figures that just mm-hmm. came out last year. Oh, cool! <laughs> I, I I love those reaction figures so much. Yeah, they put out a There's bunch some... of like Big Trouble in Little China ones. I'm like, these are so oh nice. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had we had wondered if there was ever a Lois Lane action figure that goes with all the Justice mm. League ones. Mm. It turns out, yeah, if you want to spend like eight hundred dollars yeah. or something, yeah, I do not. But, no, no. The reason I have a bunch of uh, JLU figures is because like you can buy them in lots for nothing yeah. and put together a pretty good collection. Mm-hmm. And there were a million of them. Mm. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing all that. Come on. Yeah. Uh, what else? Anything? That's everything I got. Oh, oh, oh. I'm done. The yes. net. Uh-huh. Uh, the net that they shoot at him, which With, he cuts uh, in Sandra half. Bullock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it turns into two nets. Yep. Oh, yeah. I like I'm just, that. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just never impressed with a net. Like I said, it's like throwing a blanket mm-hmm. over someone. I don't get it. You know how I feel I about ninja net. nets. <laughs> oh, I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. And yet you love Czech cereal. It's uh, weird. I, I most certainly do not. <laughs> How dare you? Are you more partial to shredded wheat? Uh, no, honestly. Tasty wheat? <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. I don't eat a whole lot of cereal. Oh. You know you don't have to have milk. Yeah, right? I have it with oat milk. Or you could do, yeah. How do they milk oat? It's, uh, <laughs> they're very <laughs> tiny udders. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's much better than me picturing them milking the Quaker Oats guy. <laughs> oh, no. And on that uh-huh. note. Uh-huh. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Nope. <laughs> that's that's enough thought for today. Uh-huh. All right. Anything uh, you want to share with the audience, Bob? Uh, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, SwizzleVixen, mm-hmm. if you like. Mm-hmm. I don't really have anything else to plug right now. Very well. Well. Uh, we are also on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I am at Algar. I'm at uh, Maggie Robots. Uh, you can visit our website, kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, it is kidslovebatmanpodcast at gmail. Uh, we still got two more seasons of Batman Beyond, mm-hmm. so we won't be answering your mail just yet. Woo-hoo. But uh, go ahead and write to us if you like. You don't have to wait till the last yeah. minute where I have to beg you to write mm-hmm. email. You could do it now. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, yeah, our Patreon. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we are now reviewing episodes of Batman the Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm which is infinitely better than those direct-to-video movies. So uh, we'll be putting one of those up, uh, for uh, the first pair of them up on the 15th, Mm -hmm. and they'll be coming out every the 15th. And uh, for a pledge of as little as $1 US a month, you can get access to that. So uh, it's patreon.com slash Algar. And I think that's it. That's all for this time. Yeah, see ya, folks. Twala, dregs. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. 
To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.